You are listening to The Political Periscope, a weekly podcast brought to you by Radio WNET. Interviews on international politics, security, geopolitics, economy and more, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Today's interview is part of Radio WNET's project on the Bucharest 9, the countries of NATO's eastern flank. Our guest is Jessica Arrow, Finnish journalist and author of a non-fiction book, Putin's Trolls. Political Periscope. Finland uh, wants to join NATO and it surely had a big backlash of Russian trolls. Absolutely. So the Russian trolls and Russian propagandists, even at the uh, Soviet times, have been pushing these anti-NATO narratives inside Finland as well as internationally. And what I witnessed with Russian trolls, uh, which I've been investigating ever since 2014, is that they have been trying to smear NATO as if NATO was the real aggressor, as if NATO was in charge of starting the war in Ukraine as if NATO was something really threatening and something really harmful for Finland, as well as as if it was even threatening Finland's independence. So this is the kind of um, propaganda material and information warfare that it has been targeted at us for a long time. But finally, we have gotten over it and we are actually trying to join NATO. So the Russian propaganda is does not only come from Russia, it also comes from the West and there are uh, Russian propagandists in the West. Uh, to what degree? Oh, there are many uh, pro-Kremlin propagandists and recruits of Russian security services operating in the West. And they, for example, uh, host fake news sites uh, which uh, spread Kremlin's narratives and Kremlin's conspiracy theories uh, in our local languages to our uh, local residents. In addition, they host uh, their own troll farms, for example, on Facebook as well as on YouTube. And they actually do it really uh, intelligently some of them and they are really uh, persistent in what they're doing so they are cultivating these communities which are full of poisonous toxic hatred as well as these Putin's ideas and they have this tendency to turn real people into propagandists who then continue brainwashing even their own family members or their own community members so this is what the Russian um, propagandists are doing in Western countries. How can we fight them? They need to be exposed, obviously. Stories need to be made about them. We need to infiltrate these communities, just like the really brave Russian journalists, the independent ones who originally infiltrated the troll factory in St. Petersburg back in 2013. We need to do the same. I have sometimes offered myself uh, under a fake a prof- profile and fake identity to work in one of these pro-Kremlin fake news sites both in Finland and abroad uh, but I have not yet uh, succeeded in getting employed by them but we need to keep on trying because we need this insider view of how they operate so there are very few uh, people who have managed to uh, first work in there and then expose how they are uh, run but I recommend, for example, the work of Liz Wall, American journalist who worked with RT America and uh, resigned live on air back in 2014, stating that this is uh, Putin's propaganda machinery and I refuse to be a part of this anymore. So this is what needs to be done. Exposure as well as sharing awareness. 
just like you're doing as a journalist, you're uh, letting people know that this happens. And, you know, because many people are becoming uh, uh, victims of information warfare and we need to help them. So you've reached the subject I actually wanted to touch. Uh, do you believe in a real change of some Russian journalists such as uh, Marina Ovsanikova? Uh, or do you think they have really changed or they are uh, Putin's agents? It's really difficult to tell, but what I feel is that if someone like her has been working for Putin's propaganda machinery for eight years, basically spreading hatred, spreading hate speech, waging a genocide uh, with this hate speech, dehumanizing and demonizing uh, Ukrainians as people and as humans, uh, planting these seeds of hatred in the minds of uh, people who are her audiences, she sh should really ap apologize more and she should do more to help Ukrainians who are now dealing with the full-blown war. So, and how, how to help them? How to help those who are really good people, good journalists, and they want to do their real journalist work inside of Russia? Uh, and they are the victims of the system and how to help also the victims of uh, Russian disinformation. This is excellent, brilliant question. I'm really happy you're asking this because I also want to uh, remind people that the first most important victims of Kremlin's information warfare are the Russian citizens and they are so heavily brainwashed all the time and these Russian journalists who still exist who have managed to Uh, escape from Putin's persecution and the regime's persecution uh, or killings or mm, torture or disappearing. Uh, they are my personal heroes and I really want to um, I have already kind of like adopted their ideology in my work so that I am as fearless as they are uh, because they are really doing this job under extreme uh, circumstances. So I am also wanting to bring up their work. I want to uh, share it to everyone and I want to also interview them and share their ideas because we have a lot to learn because they are really the badasses. During the panel, Konstantin Egert said that uh, the problem in Russia is not uh, the lack of access to independent information, but uh, the lack of will of the society to access this information. What do you think about it? He has uh, truth in it. Uh, I have been in a correspondence uh, with one really um, intelligent Russian young lady and she has been giving me the same ideas. She has told me that Russians believe in Russian propaganda because they want to believe. So unfortunately there is also that, that some part of Russian population is beyond any help. And in the West, uh, is, is there the same sentiment of uh, not willing to access uh, real information so as, as those uh, anti-vaccine movements, anti-those uh, uh, conspiracy theorists? Uh, where does it come from? These conspiracy theories that are being spread by Russian trolls and fake news and Russian intelligence services, ultimately, they are actually very addictive. They are really, some of them are really well written. They are exciting. They really appeal to your emotions. So these people who start reading them or their sister theories in the information space, they unfortunately, they're 
resilience breaks down. Their brain cannot handle it. So they become like so excited about the, these theories that they cannot enjoy the regular news anymore. At least this is true uh, for part of the population. But then, of course, yeah, some people also feel that consuming and spreading uh, conspiracy theories further uh, is one way of kind of portraying or manifesting their own personality. They want to protest the society, they want to protest the media, and it's so sad that Russia is very able to and skilled also in manipulating this tendency of part of the population. So now we have communities in Western countries who truly, they just don't consume our real medias, uh, journalistic, traditional medias content, but they hate us to the gods, because the Russian uh, propaganda machinery has turned them into our enemies. They feel that we are somehow uh, trying to trick them. And it's so crazy looking at it's actually the Russian trolls who are trying to trick them and who are tricking them. But we are the bad guys, according to Russian trolls. And so many people believe that too. And isn't it that uh, the journalists uh, themselves are a bit uh, guilty of it? That uh, the publicists, the, pu 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 uh, pu the, yeah, the, the opinions mix up with information and uh, the people are a bit confused uh, and they don't know what to believe in anymore, especially in the era of new media, internet, social media. Of course, yes, you're completely right. Uh, sometimes I witnessed really horrible agenda journalism conducted in so-called um, real journalistic medias, for example some operations and hate campaigns against, for example, researchers or think tankers in the West. And it seems that some of these medias have been maybe infiltrated by Russian propagandists or they have some other interests uh, promoting the messages of Russian propagandists. So um, not always the media is um, reliable, but then again, Nothing is perfect in democracy and medias can be imperfect, uh, but still you don't have to go and consume conspiracy theories uh, due to that. You can also give feedback, become an active citizen and try and um, just criticize it in a decent manner. That's at least what I try to do. Is it uh, even possible to teach people to, uh, to not follow this propaganda, this information? Yes, and that's one of the tasks that I feel belongs also to journalists. So we have to reach out to those communities who have been turned and brainwashed into our haters. And we need to ask these people, how can we help you? How can we serve you, actually? Uh, what is it that you are so disappointed at us? Uh, can we please show how we work so that the myth and half-truths and conspiracy theories can be shred away and we can rebuild this audience relationship. It might well be that originally we were somehow elitistic or somehow caused disappointment to the audiences and it's always good to listen to the audiences. So this is what I would want to do the most, go to the communities that hate both me and my media so much and ask how can we cooperate? Because I want to hear from you, from your troubles, from your how do you view the world and start from there. And exactly. Hatred. There is a lot of hatred in public space today. 
Yes, this is uh, partly due to Russian propaganda architects who want to militarize the discussion sphere and the information space. Many people in the West say that uh, we shouldn't do something uh, because it will provoke Russia, it will uh, provoke uh, Russian diplomacy. Do you think it's a valid point of view? No, unfortunately the Russians are always so provoked about everything already. There is nothing we can do to provoke them more. There is nothing no one can do to provoke them more. They have already planned uh, to wage information warfare, to attack Western independent countries. They are provoking themselves and unfortunately forcing everyone else to defend ourselves. Thank you very much. Thanks. This was the Political Periscope. The podcast is released every Thursday at 7 p.m. 